And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And if you've been tuning in over the last several weeks or so, I don't know, maybe maybe almost a month now, I'm starting to lose track. Uh, my wife and I, we've been traveling the country in the RV bunker, largely in Florida. And well, we're, we're still in Florida <laughs> three or four weeks later. Now, we've headed back north, just north of Gainesville, kind of in the middle of the state at Oleno State Park. Beautiful place. More old woods, less swamp, built by the uh, Civilian Conservation Corps back in the mid-30s, one of Florida's oldest state parks. If you want to get away, this is a great place to do it. And this is where I'm temporarily living, essentially, investing where it makes sense for me while I'm on the road. And I've got a guest today that embodies that notion as well. And in fact, he's investing along this East Coast, not here in Florida, but uh, we'll hear where he is investing. He's, he's going to tell us a little bit about uh, some of the markets. He's actually in Houston investing in these East Coast markets. So we'll hear about that. And uh, Bob, are you, are you with me? I am. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. And, and you're going to tell us of another story. I heard this from you before, and, and I think it's an important one because I, I'm of the age. I'm in my late 40s now, and I've got a young son, and I've got not, not my parents. They're both deceased, but we have in my wife's in-laws. Her parents, rather, are, are still alive. So I'm essentially I'm, I'm at risk of becoming a member of the sandwich generation, somebody that's taking care of both parents and children. And, and you had you told a story recently, um, I heard about how you approached a, a solution to this 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 problem that many people deal with. So for the listener, I want you to stay tuned because we'll get to that a little later in the show, but uh, an important concept, I think, to help you make your your life easier. So I uh, just wanted to, to, to bait, bait the, tease the listener a little bit there, Bob. Um, I know about you. We met at the uh, most recent Wealth and Passive Income Expo in Irving and in Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, but tell the listener a little bit about, about yourself, your background, and your, your experience so far, if you would. Sure. So um, I'm an optometrist. I own my own practice, and I've been doing that for a little over 30 years. I live in a suburb of Houston in Sugarland, um, and the office is a multi-location, multi-doctor. We've got a lot of employees, so I've you know managed a business. My wife is a CPA, and she works for a kind of a, in a corporate setting. She's director of professional development. So we had no experience in, in real estate before we joined Lifestyles. So as a very small kid, um, my parents tried a little bit of rental properties and failed miserably. So I grew up hearing the tenants and toilets and taxes problems. And so I never wanted to do real estate. So it was never an interest of mine. We did the conventional, you know, save as much as you can and hope you build up a pile of money that you can then, you know, draw from in your retirement. So we found lifestyles by I just listened to the radio for Unfortunately, a couple of years before I joined, kind of on and off, but I wasn't really ready to hear the message. And for us, we went through some cycles where we lost significant amounts of our retirement in our in our uh, you know retirement accounts through the, the stock market. And I just knew in about 2016 we couldn't do that anymore. We needed to do something differently. So you know, I own my job, but I still got to go to work just like everybody else. 
And, and I knew that that cycle wasn't going to be good for us. We needed to do something differently than what we were doing. And finally, I was driving back to Houston from Austin in the summer of 16 and listened to a, uh, just randomly listened to a Lifestyles radio show and was the first time that I really listened to the message and not just kind of casually hearing it. So we joined Lifestyles in January of 2017 as full, you know, preferred members and have kind of hit the ground running and have jumped in to the deep end. It's interesting. You, 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 you and I both, we listened to the radio for longer than we should have, right? <laughs> Before we got started, it's, it's a common thing. People think about it. Eh, I might give it a try, but I think to the listener, you, you really need to take some action. Don't, don't sit too long because time is just, just lapsing. Uh, so you joined in, in 2017, uh, straight into the preferred group, and and for the listener's sake, that the preferred group focus on, focuses on apartments, right? I, I for a decade or so, Bob was doing solely single family, but we're we're preferred members, and we do the apartment thing now as well as as passives. Um, what took you in that direction? What was it when you you probably went to the financial freedom seminar, right? The two day and and listened to the 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 eight hours on single family, and the next day everything about apartments. What what made you want to go? Uh, straight into the preferred group? Well, we, you know, we both, my wife and I both were still working full time. We had been good savers. And so we had some capital put to work. So it was recommended that we jump into multifamily. So if you want to do apartments, you can own your own apartment, but that's like another job. And I didn't have the time to do that. So it was really appealing to us to go into passive investing as a multifamily where we could pool our money with other partners and buy into properties that we thought you know, we'd never have access to. We just assumed that corporations bought all these properties, but groups of, of regular people like you and me can join together and we can, you know, we can buy a, a, an apartment complex. But I, I also have done some single family and there's some good merits to single family. I know you have talked about that on past shows where, you know, single family typically gives a little bit quicker and better cash flow, but the multifamily offers a little bit bigger capital gains usually, but it may take longer to get to those gains. So depending on someone's place where they are, how much money they have to invest, you know, their starting point may be different. But for us, it was just kind of an easy way to get into the game was to go into multifamily passive investing. Uh, Looking back, any regrets listening to the radio as long as you did or anything else? Yeah, my biggest regret is that we didn't join sooner. Um, you know, I, everybody and that gets into lifestyle and has a success, which is a lot of us, uh, we all wish we would have done this a long time ago. So it's made us have even a stronger message to, I've got two adult sons and one of them is a pig member too. And, you know, they have so much time on their hands. I mean, the, the wealth that they can build with decades is just incredible. It blows my mind. So I wish I would have done that a long time ago. Yeah, uh, you're an optometrist. What's the phrase? Uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Now we know, but yeah. at least you've gotten your family involved at a, at a young age. Which, which, yeah, I mean, the just it's it's the notion of compounding. That's what happens, right? You 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 see, like you said, the capital gains return may take a little longer on apartments, but you get it out and you reinvest it, and now you're in two apartment investments instead of one. Wash, rinse, and repeat. Now you're in four instead of two. Now it, it just it just really grows. So yeah, starting at a young age, uh, kudos to you for 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 getting them involved. Um, because again, like you said, I, I that is the biggest regret. 
that I hear from so many members. And, and I would add one more to the fire. I, as a, as a decades-long or decade-long single-family investor, I, I do regret not shifting into multifamily sooner. I was having such a good time, Bob, doing the houses, renovating them. I love, I love watching those things turn around, and, and I love meeting my, my very happy residents when they move in and, and all that good stuff. But, boy, I should have done that sooner as well. I was going to add to that is that the, the, one of the really great things about this is that there's a number of things that can we can all do that work for us. You know, we don't have to do everything the same. And, you know, your single family houses have served a really great purpose for you. And, you know, maybe you, you could have done some things in multifamily sooner, but it's not to take away from the success that you had in the other arenas. You've done really well in other places, too. Absolutely. Surely. Surely. And, and let's let's talk now about you, Bob, and the, the you know, you guys came in doing the, the passive side of things. How long did you or how, let me rephrase the question. How, how many how quickly did you move as a passive investor? What kind of portfolio are we looking at now? What, six years or so on down the road? Yeah. So our first um, passive investment, we joined in January 2017. We were in one in April. So I guess about three months to get into our first one. And I think we had about seven deals the first year. Fast forward to where we are now, we've done 36 deals as a multifamily passive. My 37th deal is the one that I was a lead in, and that's in North Carolina. So when we had money that we could deploy, we, um, you know, we would get into deals as quickly as we can, as long as they matched our strategy. So you talked about the kind of the compounding effect. I was going to make a note that that one of my deals that I purchased last year is my third generation of money. So, you know, we did a deal. It's one of our early deals that sold, let's say, after three or four years. We Then we bought, you know, two properties with that. And then that deal sold, and we've then gone into other deals. So when we start getting this, you know, multi-generational money, it's really cool that it's gone. It's growing with money that we didn't have to work for. Yeah, you're playing with the bank's money now, right? Instead of your own. Yeah, that house money thing. It's that's a really cool thing. <laughs> so you gave a little hint to the listener. Well, I think we'll talk about this in the next segment uh, that you've done a lead deal in North Carolina. Um, let's get back to that. I want to hear about that market. I know you are looking in another market as well. We'll talk about both of those. Um, as far as passive investment, I'm curious from a, a geographical spread, what, what, what have you focused on across the nation so far? Yeah. So, I mean, started mostly in Texas because we lived here in Houston and it seemed like a, a great market to get into. But I also got active in the Atlanta area with the Lifestyle has a group there, and I jumped into that group pretty quickly. So I've invested in Texas, in Alabama, in Georgia, in Tennessee. And as my network expand, expanded, I'm in Indianapolis, so Indiana. I'm in some deals out in, in, in Arizona because Lifestyle expanded out to those markets. And we didn't want to just be in one place. So we wanted to diversify both through different leads, different areas. You know, when Houston was having a hurricane, I didn't want to have all my properties in Houston. So we diversified into other geographical areas, but maybe one place is better economically. If another part of the country is getting a little bit of a hit, then we can try to diversify ourselves across our deals. 
Yeah, I think it's a valid point. And, and in fact, I was almost going to bring up the hurricane notion. We drove through Fort Myers Beach, which took the brunt of the most recent hurricane here across Florida, Hurricane Ian. That, uh, we drove past boats six months later. They're still in the middle of the, the streets there. It's it's crazy to me. So the, the notion, and as somebody that's in North Texas, we get tornadoes all the time. The notion of being able to geographically diversify from that point of view, just from a weather perspective, is great. But you also make a very good point that, you know, the business cycles, although we're one great nation, they, they, they move differently in different states and, you know, across from coast to coast. So um, you're, you're protecting yourself there, there as well. So you've got some good, I'm hearing very good geographic di- diversification there. Um, I'm curious from a, from a, as a passive, what kind of multifamily investment types are you, are you looking for? We, we, we talk about the yield, we talk about the, which cash flows quickly, we talk about the value, which is more of that capital gain. What, what are you tending to target at this point in your, you know, in your investing uh, career? Yeah, so we lean towards and have leaned towards value plays. Um, with my wife and I both working, we you know, we don't need the, the distributions to live off of. So everything that we make in distributions, refinances, and sales, we redeploy and we put back into properties. So we don't need the cash flow. I want the big capital gain. Eventually, I've got to go into yield plays where I can, you know, replace my current income. Otherwise, i got to keep working. Um, so I'm, you know, playing a balancing act right now where I work part-time in my practice and, and, and we're building our real estate portfolio. And as, a, as a, a lead, I actually am looking at the same kind of properties. I won't do a deal as a lead that I won't get in as a passive. So my deals tend to look like that where I'm going more for a value play. And, you know, some people want immediate cash flow. That's not necessarily the kind of deal that I'm looking for. I want the capital gain, that, you know, towards the back half of the, of the deal. Yeah. Okay. And and just for the listener's sake, aside from the cash flow and the yield type play and the value or the the capital gain, a lot of what I see is in the middle. Something we call a hybrid. It, it may cash flow after I don't know two quarter, two quarters, maybe four, but has a decent lift to to add some of that capital gain aspect as 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 well. And, and just for the listener's sake, you I just heard you say you're not working full time any longer. So your investing has enabled you to step away a bit from your your practice. It sounds like. That's correct. And it, it, it also helps that my wife works too. So that's part of the equation for us. But um, I'm not in this mode where I'm trying to make as much money as I can and work in crazy hours so I can all save it into a pile of cash. I'm investing yeah. in my other career now with real estate as I develop and want to do more deals as a lead. Tell you what, let's head into a quick break. We'll catch you on the backside here. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Need more unconventional wisdom that will set you free? Subscribe to Lifestyles Unlimited on YouTube and binge content that will actually help you get where you want to go in life from people who are already there. With over 50,000 members and 32 years of proven success, there's so much more we want to share with you than what we have time for on the radio. On YouTube, we go beyond our shows and feature our best content from podcasts, interviews, expo, master's tour, fireside chats, special events, and more. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. 
Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. I thank you for tuning in today. You are joining me here in the middle of Oleno State Park, in the middle of Florida, in the middle of the deep woods. Got my windows open. You might even hear the, the red birds flittering about, tweeting, and, and all that fun stuff. Maybe a couple of my neighbors rumbling around in their, their gigantic RVs. This is a small, old park. It's kind of hard to navigate here, but we got in here having a good time, and I'm having a good time joined today by Bob. Bob's way back in Houston, uh, back in Texas. We'll get there eventually. And Bob's going to tell us now a little bit about some of his East Coast investments. That's what part of the show I want you to take away today because he lives where he wants and invests where it makes sense. He epitomizes that. And we've heard about his passive portfolio, but he's also active as a syndicator. Now, Bob, you did not, I guess you didn't directly dive into syndicating by choice, but you kind of, you kind of fell into the role. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So, um, you know, I'd mentioned that I had gotten active in the Atlanta market, kind of the Southeast and so one of the deals that I got in early in 2017 was in mid-Georgia or central Georgia. About a year after we had ownership, the property was struggling some. So um, I jumped in. The partners voted me in as the asset manager, so I replaced the lead. And then with the help of another partner in the deal that lived near the property, the two of us managed that property for a little over three and a half years. And then we sold the property in May of 22. So I, I got some experience with managing a property from a distance. You know, a lot of people want to own something that they can drive to, and there's some merit in that, but it can be done other ways. And the secret for us was that we had a partner that was really close to the property, and he did all the day-to-day operations. And then I helped with kind of the overall decision-making and the upper-level uh, things. Eventually, you know, I'm the one that had to make the final decisions but I, I got some experience in running or investing a model like that where I could, could be at a distance and I didn't have to be there all the time. And I went back and forth and visited when I needed to. But, um, you know, fast forward now to uh, another lifestyle member that I had gotten to be real good friends with. Um, he lives in North Carolina. And, uh, and there weren't as many members there. We felt like there might be some other opportunity there. But when we started looking at places that we wanted to invest, you know, the when you're baking a cake, you got to have a recipe and there's ingredients. And the ingredients for a really good deal with what we want to look at is you want to be in an area where there's growth in population, where there's growth in jobs, and that it's you know economically uptrending rather than downtrending. And we want a state that has you know reliable taxing um, processes and practices, that's got good landlord laws, and that the insurance rates are lower. And in some places in Texas, the insurance rates are becoming very challenging. And and when I looked at North Carolina and in Tennessee, where I'm also looking, I could check off those boxes of good economic development, good job growth, influx of population. So we wanted to invest in those areas because they just made sense. My partner also that I partnered with, he also had had some experience. He's done over 100 units himself in so we had a team in place, and we could plug into that and use brokers and insurance people, and and then eventually when we you know we had to find vendors of our own. So that's one of the downsides to being away from the the big markets of lifestyle, like in Texas, is that we don't have a vendor list so much. We have to find some of our own vendors locally, but we've been able to now build that, and and you know we're off running a little bit better now that we have more vendors to go with. But it's been, uh, you know, a good opportunity for us because it's been some deals that have made sense. And we closed on a property 
in Eden, North Carolina, which is north of Greensboro, and we closed on that in July of 2022. Okay, very good. So a lot of information there. I want to take one step back. You used an acronym. You said your your partner there in, in North Carolina, he's an IRO. And for the listener's sake, that means independent rental owner. He's not syndicating. He's not bringing passive investors on. He's just buying apartments outright, maybe with a partner, something small like that. But he's independently owning that rather than as as, as part of a syndication. And, and, and it's a good point you make. And, and I've had a number of guests on that are in investing out of our main markets, and they've gone through what you've gone through as well, which is building up that team of resources, those those vendors, those contractors, everybody that you need for the, for the business, which the good news is, as more and more members go into these markets now, they have a wonderful resource in Bob, because now, hey, Bob, who did you use for your general contractor? Who did you use for your electrician in, in North Carolina? So, And I know we've got a couple other investors there in North Carolina. We heard good Good business practices, uh, job growth, uh, population growth, good landlord laws. Um, any other positives, or what else would you tell us about North Carolina and, uh, and and Tennessee? Well, and for us, our targets are right now smaller properties. We want to grow into that, and it seems like there is a, a you know in these markets it leans towards say units from a ten to a hundred units. So it it just seems like there are, you know, more opportunities or deals. I'm not ready to jump to a two hundred or three hundred or four hundred unit property yet. I want to get there someday, but but we want to take our steps and methodically grow our business and, you know, understand and do well operating one size and then move up to the next. And and it seems like there are markets that um, you know, because again, we still want to have those good economic indicators, but we want to be able to have deals that we can get into. And it seems like there's an opportunity for those types of deals in North Carolina and Tennessee. Yeah, very good. And I had Tyler and Amber on a number of weeks ago, actually, when we were starting out the trip, I think, and they're in Utah and same story there. They're they're getting a lot of those kind of smaller sized uh, uh, portfolios of apartments that they have there that, that makes sense, you know, and if it makes sense, do it. Why not? Um, and, and just for the listener's sake as well, we say live where you want, invest where it makes sense. I want to be very clear here. Houston makes sense. Texas makes sense. All the things you just named about North Carolina and Tennessee, we have that here as well or there. Uh, you know, job growth, population growth, etc. Um, I think North Carolina, Tennessee, just a little less competitive, right? Yeah, and, and I'll just add one more thing that, you know, sometimes doors open and close, not necessarily that you plan for. And and with the experience I had in the, in the southeast, it just lent itself to me doing some more business there. I still like Texas, and I you know I've got deals that I'm invested in here as a passive. But it was an opportunity where the doors opened. Um, I, I'm active in my church, and I have a strong faith, and I just feel like there were some doors open for us where we made relationships, and at some point they started to bear fruit. And you know we kind of went where where there was some opportunities and doors to open. There's a lot of places that people can go, but at some point you got to walk down one path. And that's where we yeah. started to go into North Carolina, Tennessee. Yeah. And so the North Carolina uh, apartments that you've syndicated, you, you're the boss, you're the lead. We only have one lead. Now you mentioned a partner, I'm guessing, is he a, a KP, a key principal in this case? Yes, he's a key principal and will always have a local key principal for a couple different reasons. One, so that he can be more active in the deal. And and although I am the lead and I make the final decision, we, we talk about the property a lot and he's there active. But from a lending standpoint, some in some states, local lenders, like for example, our loan is a recourse loan, not a non-recourse, and I won't go into the details, but it's a no. smaller local bank. 
they don't really like to lend to outside people. And so it really helped us get the lending terms we needed to have a local person that was in our guarantor pool. Tell us now, I kind of want to intertwine your investing background history so far on the single family side and and the notion that i mentioned at the start of the show of the the sandwich generation that's a term for typically people like in my age group 40s maybe 50s that are supporting their parents that are 65 typically over 65 supporting them in some capacity usually financially as well as either young children like i have or maybe even adult children that again due to the kind of questionable economy out there they're coming back home uh, to roost with their parents and, and the parents i'm stuck in the middle what do i do well you you ran into this what did you do well so i'll I'll tell a story quickly about my mom she would be her situation is like the poster child for lifestyles in that um you know my parents were savers they thought they had done everything correctly but my dad passed away about 13 14 years ago and maybe three or four years ago so I'd already been a member of Lifestyles. My mom ran out of savings. So the only money she had was um, her Social Security, and that wasn't enough to support her lifestyle. So um, my siblings and I, we pooled our money together, and we gave her, I'll call it a living allowance or something like that, that was equal to what she had been pulling from her savings so she wouldn't see a change in her lifestyle. And we were going to do that you know, for all of her days. And one time she asked me, well, what happens to you or what happens to me if something happens to you? She was concerned about my ability, you know, if something happened to me to be able to, to, to give her some money to live off of. And I said, Mom, don't worry about that. I have a single family home that I purchased. And I did this early when I joined Lifestyles that was cash flowing and I was giving her all that cash flow. So I said, if something happens to me, there is an asset that is producing the revenue that you can that will help to fund part of your living expenses. And she didn't have to worry about that. So it was comforting for both of us to be able to have that asset going to work. So I've heard the term chunking, you know, and we have a house that pays for our car payment or pays for our, you know, multiple homes pay for our mortgage payment. Well, that was paying for peace of mind and covering my mom's expenses. And that house, in fact, I'm selling it now because she passed away about a year ago. Will oh, always have a special place for me because it provided income for her to live on. Wow, but it's a great story and and very well done. And I'm sorry for your loss. Um, but for the listener, this is what I want them to take away. I, you know, we met with friends here in in Florida um, weeks ago. Now they're in the same position, supporting el- three not not just one but three uh, elderly parents and a grandparent. If they can put together, and they've done this, I know them through Lifestyles Unlimited. They you put together a number of family houses or, or get into the right cash flowing apartment investment and and create that income for them it's not to go into your pocket um i like i like how you put that it's you're, you're not chunking cash flow chunking a a bill or a car payment but peace of mind that that is really a great way to think of it um not for yourself but but for somebody else and and for the listener's sake this is really what i want you to take away we talked a lot about apartments and 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 we learned a little bit about north carolina tennessee some of the east coast areas bob clearly a, a, a good syndicator um but but this is the big message from me to you is to think about your family and and how can you help bring them 
peace of mind. Um, anything else to, to add to that? Yeah, and, and so the sandwich generation has the other piece of the bread, and I've got my kids that are involved in lifestyles, too, because I see the benefit for them. I mentioned it briefly earlier, but, um, you know, my older son, he's done a couple of homes. He's now sold those, and he has some capital that he's in my deal in North Carolina, and he wants to do some more passive investing. My younger son is actually out in California in a Ph.D. program in Berkeley, and so part of our investing will be so that we can have money to go do things with him while he's there. Um, in fact, in about three weeks, we're going to Yosemite to go hiking. I know you like to be out, you know, do our Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was yeah. kind of a spur of the moment. I want to see the waterfalls that are from the spring snow melt, and they've had a lot of snow out there. Yeah. And so we had the time and we had the resources. It's like, let's go. And so we just made plans a couple of days ago and can't wait. So it just living. gives us the flexibility to be able to do those things. Yeah, financial freedom, living the lifestyle. Uh, what are their, we got about a minute or so left. What other goals do you have for, I don't know, mid midterm or so? Yeah, so I want to continue to look at more properties. Um, I'm seeing patients three days a week in my practice. I love it. and I But I want to transition down into two days eventually, maybe in the year. I also want to bring my wife into the operations side. Um, I love doing the networking and the acquisitions, but she's really smart at business decisions and will help as we grow our real estate portfolio that we're managing. And I want to be able to transition her into that and, and just continue to offer opportunities for people to invest. Passives don't have deals if leads don't go get them. And I want to, I've, I've been beneficial, uh, benefiting from other people doing deals and now it's my turn and I want to go find deals that are good deals for people to invest in and offer that to my friends and family. And, and continue just to, as you put it, you know, watch, wash, rinse, and repeat, and just do it over and over and over again. It's that easy. <laughs> it really is. Any advice for the listener? Yeah. Look at your situation and be honest with yourself. Are you really getting where you want to be or should be? And you should look at lifestyles to see if it's a good match for you. Take a little bit of time and effort. And if you join, get active. Don't sit on the bench and just watch other people be successful. Yeah, great, great tip all, all around there. And if you do want to learn more, go to our website, lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the button to register for the free workshop, hour and a half, all virtual. Do it from the comfort of your home. Hey, I thank you for listening today. And Bob, thank you so much for joining me. You have a great afternoon. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.